Thank you, Brother Jim. Such a blessing to hear these great gospel songs, songs that encourage your heart. Turn in your Bible to Psalm 85, verse 6. Psalm 85, verse 6. Just one verse tonight from the Word of God. But what a verse it is. So in, all-encompassing. I would like to express appreciation to Brother Johnny Deacons, who preached last Wednesday night. Brother Chris Butler, who preached last Sunday morning, and Brother Buster Jordan last, last Sunday night. Those were great, great messages. I did not get to hear Brother Johnny's. I'm not sure we recorded it. I couldn't find the tape of it. But I did hear the messages Sunday morning and Sunday night and got a great blessing. They stirred my own heart, and I had to do some personal soul searching in light of those messages. And I appreciated them so very, very much. And I know all of you did. Got a great blessing out of those services. Now we're in a countdown to revival. The campaign we're in in Sunday school and in training union is called Countdown to Harvest. Campaign 87. And as part of that harvest, there's a built-in time for a series of meetings, October the 17th through the 22nd, when Brother Bob Mowry, longtime pastor of the Park Avenue Baptist Church in Nashville, will be here to preach to us. The Saturday night meeting will be a kickoff revival rally supper, beginning at six o'clock. We're encouraging all of our people to come to that supper. And uh, Brother Mowry wants to meet with us. And he has some important plans to lay on our hearts. That's on Saturday night, the 17th of October. And then great services Sunday through Thursday. Will you put that on your calendar and make every plan to be present for all of those services? And as we prepare our hearts for that particular harvest crusade and what God wants to do in our church in the days ahead. Let's make this a request, a prayer request from our hearts. Psalm 85, 6. Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Wilt thou not revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee? Apparently, there's something tremendous about rejoicing in Christ. That's the reason we're told over and over again to come into his presence with singing and into his courts with thanksgiving. And it's a good thing to praise the Lord. And when we sing and spend a great deal of time in the services, we're actually praising God, reminding ourselves and each other of the great mercies of God and the goodness of God. And the choir sings and the soloists sing and the duets sing and the special ensembles sing. And if we had cymbals, they'd sing to us. And the piano sings and the organ sings. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Now, wilt thou not revive us again? I want to speak just very briefly and give you a brief outline. Ten points that are not original with me at all. Dr. A.W. Tozer, one of the great Christians of all times. He just went to be with the Lord a few well, a year or so ago, maybe two or three years ago. But Dr. Tozer was one of the great revivalists of America. 
He spent all, almost all of his adult life praying for revival. And he gave a personal, uh, he gave a, a formula as to how we could have a personal revival anytime, anywhere with these 10 suggestions. And I'd like to ask you to put them in your heart. Some of them you will remember more than others. You may want to write them all, but I'm going to go rather rapidly tonight. If you'd like to get them, I'll give them to you at a later time. But these are 10 statements which, if we would follow, would bring a personal revival. And the only way the church is going to have revival is if we have a personal revival ourselves. Number one, get thoroughly dissatisfied with yourself and your complacency. Complacency is a deadly enemy of spiritual progress. Get thoroughly dissatisfied with yourself. That's a strange thing. Those who talk about you think better and you feel better and think positive thoughts and all that, this is directly opposite to that. Let's get thoroughly dissatisfied with ourselves. You see, if we're not hungry, we're not going to get fed. If I've already eaten steak and mashed potatoes and gravy and peas and carrots and corn and uh, finished it off with chocolate cake and ice cream and then you say, let's have some fish. I'm not going to be very hungry for fish. And you see, if we're so filled with ourself and our self-esteem and our good things that we do and we're satisfied, we're not going to be hungry for revival. Number two, set your face like a flint toward a sweeping transformation of your life. We must thrust our whole soul into our desire for God. Psalmist said, my soul pants for thee. Like a, have you ever seen a dog go to water and go, He's panting for water. He's thirsty. How many of us are thirsty for God? Oh, river of God, flow down on me. Oh, river of God, I thirst for thee. Do you really thirst for the Lord? Are you hungry for God? Number three, put yourself in the way of blessing. To desire revival at the same time to neglect prayer and the Bible is to wish one way and walk another. Number four, do a thorough job of repenting until we allow the consciousness of sin to wound us. We will never develop a fear of evil. It is our wretched habit of tolerating sin that keeps us in our half-dead condition. This little sin's not so bad. After all, look what everybody else does. Let's not tolerate any sin in our lives. Let's take it to Jesus. Number five, make restitution where possible. Have we wronged somebody? We've taken something that didn't belong to us, or have we said some things we need to make restitution for. There are some sins for which there is no restitution. You can't take it back. You just have to bring that to God and leave it there. And I think 
the person who tries to worry and be anxious over sins for which there's no restitution runs the risk of depriving himself of all spiritual power and he goes into depression and that doesn't bless God at all so we need to notice the difference the sins for which there is no restitution take them to Jesus leave them there and promise him with his help we'll never go back to them the sins for which there is restitution let's do something about them make them right number six bring your life in accord with the Sermon on the Mount read Matthew 5 6 and 7 an honest man on his knees with an open Bible and a pad and pencil is sure to find out what is wrong with him very quickly number seven be serious minded number eight deliberately narrow your interests the jack-of-all-trades is the master of none the Christian life requires that we be specialists number nine begin to witness refuse to rust find something to do for God make yourself available to your pastor and do anything you are asked to do in Jesus name never say no when God says go that was said in the service last Sunday and that's one of the keys to revival have an open heart ready to do what God wants and number 10 have faith in God just have faith in God Wilt thou not revive us that thy people may rejoice in thee Amen. a tenfold formula may we pray our father we thank thee for these words that dr. Tozer gave a long time ago we pray that we will make them real in our own hearts I realize we presented that quickly but Lord there are some hungry hearts here tonight these precious people of God many of them are panting for thee they're hungry for God hungry for revival hungry for spiritual power hungry to see God do something that only he can do and so Lord we present ourselves to thee with that request revive us Now, while we still remain in prayer, I want to ask everybody here to put your head on the bench in front of you in, in an act of humility and posture of humility. The organist, please, would you begin playing that song, I wandered far away from God, the Lord I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod, now I'm coming home. If you were once closer to Jesus more in love with him than you are now tell God about it if there was a time in your life when you loved Jesus more than you love him now tell him about it if there was a time in your life when you loved lost souls more than you love them now Tell Jesus about it.
Father, you're hearing our prayers. You're hearing our confessions. Oh God, wilt thou not revive us again that your people may rejoice in thee. In Jesus' name, amen. May we stand, please. We're going to sing just one stanza of that song. What page is it? 253, 253. Just one stanza. I wandered far away from God, but Lord, I'm coming home. If there's any commitment that anyone here ought to make tonight, a commitment to Christ, a recommitment, a rededication, or you sense God dealing with your heart and He's calling you into His service, or you're here and you'd like to give your heart to Jesus. You'd just like to come and say, by the grace of God, I want to put my life on the line for God. And I want to be saved. Will you do what God tells you to do while we sing one stanza of this great song, Lord, I'm coming home. I'll be waiting here.